It's Milton. Uh, just a reminder that I'm starting a new script analysis and introductory script analysis class on the 8th of March for four Wednesdays, Wednesdays from 5 to 7. If you are interested, get in touch with us at questionsformilton at gmail.com. So please join us. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. All right, so here's the thing about Strindberg, and it's a really important thing for us to understand. What Stella once said was, because of Chekhov, we had to have Stanislavski. And that's an important idea because, because Chekhov was writing this way that, that had not been done before in terms of writing characters. The opening line of, of Seagull, when Mevajinko says to Masha, why do you always wear black? And she says, I'm in mourning for my life. Well, first of all, it's a hilarious line. But the other thing is you have to know so much in order to make that work, as opposed to Shakespeare. I mean, if Shakespeare is talking about the quality of mercy in Merchant of Venice, um, there's 17 lines to describe the quality of mer mercy. It uh, droppeth the dew, it, it, it sings, it's thrice blessed, it's like, I mean, poor, she goes on forever talking about the quality of mercy. So in an odd sense, if you can talk intelligently and get the words out and make sense out of them, Mr. Shakespeare does the work for you, not Mr. Chekhov, not at all. I mean, that's the reason so often we spend, you know, we'll, we'll spend two weeks on the stage directions because there's so much going on in the world that we're living in it's difficult for us to figure out exactly how these characters fit into the world, don't fit in the world, how they live in the world. And so that's why this work is so intense. Also, of course, Stella wrote the Ibsen Strindberg Chekhov book, or she, she lectured on it that are, are brilliantly. God. So there's a section on Chekhov, obviously, and we've talked about Ibsen some, and the section on Ibsen is really how he was aware of the society and how we have difficulty functioning in the society. And the society that we live in has to do with the ethics, the morals, the, you know, the relationships to families, the, the relationships to marriage, the, all of these sort of things. And so, he was kind of like writing characters in conflict with the society they lived in. When we get to Strindberg, he is now finally getting into the conflicts we have with ourselves, with the issues that we come to the table with. I don't even mind using the term baggage, with our baggage. So this really became, I think we can say Strindberg is really the beginning of what we would call modern theater, because modern theater has so much to do 
with the individual characters' issues that are very, very difficult to say, I have difficulty functioning in the world because of all the stuff going on with me. I have difficulty in my, in my relationship with women. I have difficulty, in, and so it's like, but it's not based on a fight with society, but a fight with myself. Does that make sense as a concept? I mean, you can see how this, this is important to us because there's a reverberation throughout all of theater, of all the plays because of that. Because so many characters we have have this inner conflict with themselves that they're having to deal with. And I have all sorts of Stella notes. Stella said, you know, it leads to chaos. I mean, it, it's like there's almost, there's almost no page that I can get to with Strindberg that, man, it, it's, it, it's just, I mean, he was just brilliant. So each character is complex. And the justification for his actions comes out of the complexities, which is the social situation, the inner psychological situation, the season, the conflict of classes, the domination, and the sexual relationship. And Stella's note is you cannot play it logically. Now, as soon as we say that, we already understand the trouble we've got. And this is what's so difficult. But man, if we want to get to the big stuff, we cannot have a logical cause and effect. I, I mean, I, you know, I said I thought once my father died that I'd stop fighting with him. I haven't. You know, it, it's like it's all of these issues and they're different. They're different from me. They're different from Carson, who doesn't have a father, who's trying to get me to adopt him, but he's got a lot of behavior issues. Um, different for Karim. Karim grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in Texas. The two of us can have countless conversations while we're working on the Arthur Miller play about coming from one place and having a vision that you want to go someplace else. But it doesn't mean we can both play this part. It's like everything is complicated. The demand on us, the demand on us to do this very deep work is monumental. The more you know about human behavior, the better it is. The more that you figure out about how human beings live, the better it is. And I'll say the more you analyze plays, the more you learn about human beings revelations I've had about human behavior have come from plays, not from reading Freud, not from reading sociology books. The really good plays look at very, very complex issues. Karim took me to see Death of a Salesman. And with um, who's the actor? We Karim that played Willie Loman? Wendell Pierce, thank you. 
But what was interesting, I have taught Death of a Salesman countless times. I love the play. I will direct the play one day. I have always seen Willie Loman as a beaten down man who walks on stage. And when Wendell Pierce walked on stage, he was a man who, if the entire world was falling in on him, you wouldn't know it. He chose to play it that way. And I sat there and I went, wow, that is so interesting. I mean, but it's like, it's the same text, but his road into it was a, a man that was never going to show what was really going on. And, uh, and But you see what I mean? It, it's like we have permission, in a sense, to bring us to the table. We, we have permission to see a play a certain way based on who we are. And, and it's the reason you don't want to make decisions too quickly. But it all does have to be justified. And the reason we do the script analysis work is so we can see so clearly what is there in the text so that we know what we have to deal with. So we say, all right, I'm under the Strindberg cloud. And then I just like, I, I start to collapse. Cloud is the operative word here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So here are some things, and we will continue our knowledge of Strindberg throughout this year. Of the many things that we have learned about Strindberg to date, there are two areas where he was very strong. One had to do with the division of the classes. Uh, in a play like Miss Julie, where we learned that the lower class will always pull the upper class down. That has made it into Downton Abbey. And I think maybe even your series, Amanda, I'm sure there's a character like that, who's like the working class person and then the upper class person. So it's like the mix of classes is very, very difficult for Mr. Strindberg. The other area, which is where we're lingering with this particular play, is the relationships between men and women, which Strindberg, God, I notes and notes and notes and notes. Uh, Strindberg admired the male strength of will, intellect, and body. He conceived his male characters as supermen who lived beyond the way of the commonplace, the way of ordinary people, the bourgeois morality. The social virtues of love and sympathy that came out of bourgeois conventions he considered 
feminine did not respect. Religion with its softer values of pity and compassion was suited only for women, children, and savages. Okay, so look, you got to know going into the world of Mr. Strindberg that he's very uncompromising about all this. He was thought to be, correctly, a misogynist. He believed, uh, there's so many Strindberg plays we could work on. Uh, the play that we worked on with Stella was The Father. And the whole idea of The Father is that when women take over, men will be destroyed. And which is what happens in The Father. The wife takes over the house and it kills the husband. So it's, it's like he was really brutal about this. The struggle is no longer between man and society. Strindberg gives you the struggle between man and woman. It is a war, a fight to the death, survival of the fittest. It is a primitive struggle. What Strindberg discovered between man and woman was nothing less than war. Now, look, kids, that's important. That's important because otherwise you are going to approach this play as a pizzicaca conversation. You're, if you don't understand that Mr. Strindberg sees this struggle as a war that someone has to win, then you're not going to be able to get this play. Oh, anyway, I could go on and on and on. It's just something you have to understand. So in this particular place, so, so first of all, this little one act is called Playing with Fire. Do you all know that catchphrase? Do you all know that, what, and, and what it means? What, what does it mean when somebody says you're playing with fire? Playing with fire, you're going to get burned. Get burned. And it's dangerous. And yet we do it anyway. Yes. Well, here's the thing. The literal thing of playing with fire, it seems like it's not such a difficult thing to do. Or it doesn't seem, it seems almost innocent, doesn't it? I mean, if you think about playing with fire, you know, there's a fire there and you have a stick and you start to, you know, you fiddle with it, and it, and it, it, it's like there's something about, and we're not talking about playing with a forest fire, I don't think, but it's like there's something about, it's pretty, there's nothing quite like a fire on the beach, and there's something about fire that's seductive, because it seems so unassuming. I mean, that's the reason it's important to get, what is this title? The idea, and as soon as I see that there are two, a husband and wife, Newt and Kirsten, I decided to use their Swedish names as opposed to translating it into Kurt. <laughs> Newt seems so good. Um, so I want you all to be able to to say, I know the playwright, and I figured out what the title means. 
and I read through the scene and I see that Newt and Kirsten, a married couple, are on the veranda. And I immediately know when he says, is he up yet? Axel, how should I know? I thought you'd gone to check. That you know that this is not a casual conversation. You know this is not a casual morning conversation because it's Strindberg. So, I mean, that's the thing that I want you all to begin to understand, the importance of knowing your writer. You begin to identify by certain things that have nothing to do with the text. And they will give you something. It, to me, it's like um, uh, Karem once said, it's like the play, they're all pieces of the puzzle that's on the table. It's all there. And it is, it's all there. And, but then all of a sudden you say, ah, it's Strindberg. So I can take that piece of the puzzle and, 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 and put it on the coffee table because it's a corner piece. So now I have a corner piece. And now I have the title. That's another corner piece because I know what the title means. So I have a sense right away when I'm working on this that these two people, whatever their conversation is, they are playing with fire. And because I know it's Mr. Strindberg, Underneath this charming conversation is a battle. I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice. Producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music is by Jeffrey Kieser. And for more info on Jeffrey's work, you can go to jeffreykieser.com. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, you can find us online, I don't need an acting class.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, and uh, you can continue to send your questions to Milton at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week.